The LA Kings remain winless at home after a loss to the Bruins. We'll discuss that game and look at the Kings' first five games of the season and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. Last check, where we're at 2,343 subscribers, looking to get to 2,500 by Thanksgiving. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Today's episode brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, I hope you had a great weekend. Coming up on today's show, we're going to look back at what we've seen so far through the first five games of the NHL season for the Kings. We're going to take a look at the early Pacific Division standings, check in on the Kings competition. We'll also have a Ontario Rain report. But we'll begin with the Kings losing to the Boston Bruins 4-2 this past Saturday. If you missed the game, a quick recap. L.A. fell behind over midway through the opening period on a David Pasternak power play goal. Second period, the Kings would tie it up on rookie Alex Laferriere's first career NHL goal, but the Bruins would respond with two more goals in that second period, one from Morgan Geeky, the other from Brad Marchand. Late in the third period, Marchand would score again to make it 4-1. L.A. would get the final goal of the game, less than two minutes to go on a power play deflection by Carl Grundstrom. Final score, Kings lose 4-2. L.A. outshot Boston 34-25. L.A. was the slightly better team in the faceoff circle, winning 52% of the draws. The Bruins had more hits, 28, and block shots, 21, to the Kings' 17 hits and 14 block shots. Boston went one for four on the power play. The Kings were one for six. There was a fight in the game with LA's Andreas England taking on Boston's Trent Frederick. Pretty even scrap, but England's helmet did pop off. That allowed Frederick to get in a few more clean shots. Uh, late in the game, Frederick did cross-check England in the face. It was called a major penalty on the ice, but for some reason, the referees overturned it on review and reduced it to a minor penalty. I thought it was absolutely intentional. Should have been a major penalty, but... Uh, they don't ask me for my opinion, unfortunately. But you get it here, whether you uh, whether you want it or not. Hopefully you want it. The Kings had a few missed opportunities, certainly in the game you look back on. I think in particular, Philip Deneau had a breakaway shorthanded chance, went off the crossbar. Uh, that could have been a big goal in the game, but uh, did not happen for the LA Kings. And after watching this game, I'm not sure I feel like Boston is actually the better team than the Kings, but they did play better on that night. And they were opportunistic. Uh, Their stars, David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, absolutely did what stars are supposed to do, come up big in big moments. And the King stars, unfortunately, did not. Uh, Looking at the night specifically for LA Kings goaltender Cam Talbot, of the four goals he allowed, I thought none of them were soft goals. And I think you could even make the argument that none of them were even stoppable goals. Well, here's my evidence. The first goal of the game, Uh, came from last season's Hart Trophy finalist and 
Boston Bruins top goal scorer, David Pasternak. He put a wrist shot into the upper left corner of the net blocker side on Talbot. It was on the power play, and Pasternak used Kings defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov as a bit of a screen as well. The shot may have even gone through Gavrikov's legs. No goalie in the NHL is going to stop that shot from that elite player perfectly placed in the upper top corner. That's certainly not a soft goal, and I don't even think it's a stop goal. On the second goal that the Kings allowed, uh, former Kings defenseman Derek Forbert fired two shots from the point on net. The first shot hit the post. Second shot either went off of Cam Talbot or off the traffic in front. The rebound went to Morgan Geeky, who scored the goal. Uh, I don't put that on Talbot either. Um, I, first off, uh, Milan Lucic was in front of the net battling against Kevin Fiala. That is a major mismatch. I don't know why it was Fiala doing one-on-one hand-to-hand combat with Milan Lucic. Uh, Why was it not defenseman Mikey Anderson or Drew Doughty? I don't know, but Fiala got that task, and he came up short in that one, allowed Lucic to get a good screen on Cam Talbot, make him uncomfortable, make him not see the point shot. Uh, The shot, again, was on net. The rebound was given up, but again, uh, I don't know if it hit off Talbot. If it was, he was lucky to save it, or if it went off Lucic, but right over to the side of the net, and the, the puck goes in. I uh, also don't know why uh, Derek Forbert was allowed to fire two point shots on net from distance without one of the Kings getting in front of the shot to try and block it. But either way, uh, again, that's a, a goal I don't put on Cam Talbot. The third goal, Brad Marchand got the puck at the top of the left faceoff circle. He was able to put a decent wrist shot towards the net, but it deflected off King center Andre Kopitar, who was playing defense in the high slot and then trickled through the five hole of Cam Talbot. Boston getting a little puck luck there, but again, you make your own luck. Bruins want to face off in the zone. They get one of their top players to get a pretty clean shot. It was from some distance, but again, goes off Andre Kopitar. You can't blame Calum Talbot for that one. And uh, sometimes uh, good things happen to teams who do the basic things. And then the fourth goal was, frankly, terrible defensive coverage by the Kings, specifically Adrian Kempe. I have no idea what he was doing on this play other than not playing defense. Uh, maybe he was trying to cheat uh, to get a breakup ice, being down uh, a goal in this one or a couple of goals in this one. Um, but And if you want to fault Cam Talbot on this play, you can fault him a little bit because he decided not to freeze the puck late. But yeah, I think that's even questionable. I, I thought his teammates, uh, and in particular Adrian Kempe, who's usually a pretty sound defensive player, didn't help him out on that one, let Brad, Char- Brad Marchand all alone uncovered in front of the net to get a pass and he scores easily. So uh, I thought Talbot had a couple of quality saves, including on the first shot of the game where Boston had a great scoring chance where the Kings were kind of asleep at the wheel to start the very start of the game. All in all, Cam Talbot, in my opinion, not to blame for the Kings losing that game at all. Uh, Again, uh, some unluckiness, some credit the opponent and also some, you know, uh, his teammates not helping him out in that situation. So what did the Kings do well and not so well specifically in the loss to Boston? And what do we think about the LA Kings so far through five games of this new NHL season? We're going to talk about that and more here coming up next on locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Adrian Kempe scores a hat trick and the LA Kings win the Stanley cup. That sounds good, right? Uh, You know what else sounds good? You winning 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app as the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. 
Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Alex DeBrinkin of the Detroit Red Wings is red hot right now. Eight goals and 12 points through six games. Do you going to bet that he's going to stay hot like that, or is his luck about to run out? Well, with the Sleeper app, uh, you pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers 100 times payout, 100 times. And although we love the NHL, it's not just about hockey. you got Major League Baseball's postseason going on right now. The NFL is in full swing, as is college football, and the NBA is starting up soon. Now is a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action. Just make the right picks, and you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The LA Kings host the Arizona Coyotes Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Uh, let's continue to look back on the latest game of the LA Kings against the Boston Bruins on Saturday. There's always good and bad in every game. So we'll start with the good. What was good from the past game against the Boston Bruins? Well, Andre Kopitar was the good. Uh, this game gave us another chance to appreciate the captain of the LA Kings. As I'm sure you know, Andre Kopitar became the Kings all-time leader in games played. Once the puck was dropped against the Bruins, he passes buddy Dustin Brown. Now 1,297 games played for Andre Kopitar, all in a LA Kings uniform. Uh, I've said it before, I think when it's all said and done, for me, Andre Kopitar will be the greatest L.A. King in franchise history. Kind of reminds me of uh, a friend of mine who says, why do we wait until someone is dead to say amazing things about them? Why don't we do it while they're alive so they know and they can hear it? Uh, obviously talking about, you know, speaking at funerals. Well, fortunately in hockey, when things are accomplished, when milestones are are met, uh, they do make sure that things are said about those players and that they are recognized. And we saw that uh, a little bit on Saturday with Andre Kopitar. I'm sure there'll be more of that coming up this season for Andre as uh, he will reach more milestones. Um, but he has been such a great part of the Kings franchise and the organization on and off the ice. And we need to appreciate him while he is still around and while he's still playing quality hockey. Uh, the only other player currently in the NHL that has played more games for one team is Alexander Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals, another first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't remember if they showed it on the TV broadcast or not, but I know I saw it on social media uh, before the game. Andre Kopitar's son was in the locker room, read the starting lineups, and of course the final name he read was his dad's name. Very cool stuff. Very cool the LA Kings, have, certainly they do these things right. A lot of teams do in the NHL, but I think the Kings certainly do it right. And it was a good special night for Andre Kopitar. Um, unfortunately, couldn't come in a win, but still a great night for one of the greatest LA Kings of all time. By the way, it did get completely overshadowed, and understandably so. But I did want to point out that Kings defenseman Drew Doughty played in his 1,100th career NHL game in that same game that Kopitar set the record for most games played in franchise history. As for Dowdy, he's the first Kings defenseman to ever play in 1,100 NHL games. As an LA King, uh, he has played the fourth most games in Kings history behind Kopitar Brown and Dave Taylor, and he's only 11 away from catching Dave Taylor as far as games played. So 
Drew Doughty certainly uh, deserves a little recognition as well, but it was Andre Kopitar's night for the most part overall. Another good from the game against the Bruins was the first NHL goal for Kings rookie Alex Laferriere. No one really cares how they score their first goal necessarily, um, but just means that you've, 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 you've done it. You've scored a goal at the NHL level. That's why so many players remember their first ever goal. But for Laferriere, it was a beautiful goal as he finished off a gorgeous passing play for the LA Kings, started in their own end, Kevin Fiala off the boards into the center ice to P.L. Dubois, who then placed the puck perfectly on the stick of Laferriere at the blue line, ends up uh, in the zone with speed, shielded off a defender with his size, and then uh, fired off a wrist shot off the left post and in beautiful goal tying up the game at that point. So it was a big goal in the game as well. Uh, one of the best goals the Kings have scored this season when you just look at the passing play and how it was finished. Awesome to see Alex LaFerriere get his first career NHL goal. Again, too bad it couldn't come in a win. Uh, but one thing that I have said that I love about sports is the unpredictability of it. I think that the greatest reality TV shows are sporting events. Uh, and if not, for an injury to Kings forward Victor Arvidsson, if not for the unfortunate claiming off waivers of Kings forward Samuel Fogimo, then it's unlikely Alex LaFerrier is even getting this opportunity right now. But he has gotten the opportunity, and it's about making the best of those opportunities when they present themselves to you. And uh, he certainly has done that so far, which is very encouraging um, by the way, I did see that Fagimo scored his first goal as a Nashville Predator on that same night that uh, Laferriere scored his first career NHL goal. But I, I definitely think that Alex Laferriere's emergence has certainly let the Kings feel a little bit better, if you want to call it that, about unfortunately letting Samuel Fagimo get claimed off waivers. Um, that that sting of that loss, I think, is being smoothed over a bit because of what we've seen from Alex Laferriere. Um, and I also think not that they're going to do it anyway, but there's no need to rush Victor Arvidsson back. We don't know how long he's going to be out with the back injury, but I think Alex Laferriere's emergence has certainly helped the Kings to feel like, okay, we'll be all right. We want Victor Arvidsson back as soon as we can, but we'll be okay without him. I think Laferriere is, is doing his part, uh, certainly as a up and coming rookie for the LA Kings. All right, so that was the good. Uh, what about the bad for the LA Kings against the Bruins? Well, the power play. Uh, one for six on the man advantage. Uh, what was a strength for the Kings last season uh, is not a strength at this point for LA. Now, we mentioned Victor Arvidsson is out. That certainly is a part of it. But is it that big of a factor? The Kings still have a ton of firepower on that top power play unit. And it is the top power play unit that isn't really getting it done. Right now, last year, the Kings had the fourth best power play in the NHL at the end of the season. So far, it's ranked 16th in the NHL. Honestly, that's higher than I thought it was going to be when I looked at the overall NHL rankings. Uh, the Kings power play right now operating at 17.4%. Last season at the end of the year, it was at 25.3%. The Kings have had uh, a lot of opportunities on the man advantage, um, and they've they've got, again, uh, a lot of talent on that top power play with Andre Kopitar, with Adrian Kempe, with Kevin Fiala, with PL Dubois and, and Drew Doughty running the show. That's a very talented number one power play unit. 
But so far, that top power play unit has accounted for one goal. Uh, the other, the second power play unit, which has had some shuffling of the the, the lineup there with Victor Arvidsson being out, uh, they've got three power play goals so far on the season. So uh, that power play unit, the number one power play unit, needs to be an asset for the LA Kings. And so far, it has not been. Now, there's still plenty of time for them to get it going. I'm confident that eventually they will. But uh, at this point, it has not been a strength of the LA Kings, and it wasn't a strength on Saturday. And that number one power play unit needs to get it going. The Kings stars are also not shining their brightest when matched up against the other team's biggest stars so far this season. The Bruins' top players, David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, combined for three goals and three assists in that win over L.A. Uh, the first game of the year against Colorado, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr, elite stars in the NHL, they all shined for the L.A. Kings. The Kings stars did not when matched up head-to-head against those guys. Uh, the game against Carolina, you saw Sebastian Ajo and Tuba Teravina, the top two players for Carolina, each had a goal. Now, Andre Kopitar that night did have a two-goal game, so that was one of the games where it did kind of even out our stars matching their stars, but we need more of that when we get into these big matchups, and in particular late in the year, of course, when we get into playoff situations. If we have to face uh, you know, guys like... Connor McDavid and 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 uh, Leon Draisaitl or you know Mark Stone and, uh, and and Jack Eichel for Vegas. Our stars need to match their stars, and so far we're not really seeing that. And against Boston, no goals from Kopi, no goals from Adrian Kempe, no goals from Kevin Fiala, and no goals from PL Dubois. So again, the Kings stars need to show up when those other teams have some quality stars. Right now, that hasn't been the case for the Kings. So the Kings are through five games. Two, two, and one is the record. Not great, not terrible. Uh, to be fair, the Kings have played a very tough schedule to start the season. Uh, we talked about it going in. Of the nine games in October, the Kings are facing seven teams that made the playoffs from a year ago. Uh, and if you didn't know, uh, in the Kings' three losses this year, two in regulation, one in a shootout, the combined records of the Kings opponents that they have lost to this year, 13 and three, uh, two of those teams, Colorado and Boston haven't lost yet this season. They're both five and zero, oh, and the Kings have another big undefeated team uh, coming to LA here uh, in a bit. We're going to talk about that more coming up in a minute. So again, uh, the Kings have played a tough schedule two, two and one, not great, not terrible, but it has been a, a pretty tough, uh, Pretty tough opponent so far, so we'll give them a little bit of a slide on that. But again, needs to be better towards the end of the year. And of course, in the playoffs, you're going to be facing big opponents. So it's a long way away, but we'd like to see the Kings get off to a little bit better start. So I did want to mention, what do we like and not like about the LA Kings so far? Five games into the season. We'll do that next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You always are going to find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors 
you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. eBay's guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. LA Kings play the Arizona Coyotes Tuesday night, 7.30 Pacific time. Check every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings on the SiriusXM app. Uh, Just go to SXM and search for LA Kings. So we are through five games in the season. I want to quickly kind of touch on what we've liked and maybe not liked so far through the first five games. Uh, What have we liked so far? Got to start with the penalty kill. Although the Kings didn't did allow a power play goal against Boston, uh, the LAPK, which was 26th in the NHL at the end of last season, operating at 75.8%. Right now, uh, the Kings PK is ranked 8th in the NHL. They have killed off 89.5% of the power play against so far this offseason, or this season, I should say. Um, Kings head coach Tom McClellan and the players uh, have been more aggressive. They talk about being more aggressive on the PK, and so far they have been, and the results have been there. So through five games, like how the penalty kill has looked for the LA Kings. Uh, also, balanced scoring. For the Kings, a lot of different guys are chipping in. Um, Every player that has played in all five games so far this season has at least one point on the year. Uh, The three players are still looking for their first point are Jared Anderson, Dolan, and Tobias Burford. They've only each played one game so far on the season. Uh, Jordan Spence, the defenseman, has played four games, still looking for his first point. That's a bit of a surprise, but I have no doubt Jordan will eventually get his points uh, so far. Uh, Twelve different players have scored goals. For the Kings so far this season, and that is with Adrian Kempe and Kevin Fiala having not scored a goal so far on the season. Uh, Trevor Moore off to a great start leading the team with four goals. Uh, Carl Grundstrom, second, tied for second on the team in goals with three, along with P.L. Dubois. Vladislav Gavrikov leading the defenseman with two goals. So while Fiala uh, hasn't lit the lamp, he is scoring, uh, leading the Kings with seven assists on the year, and that's amongst the top helpers uh in the nhl so that's what we've liked again penalty kill balanced scoring been good not liked well we talked about the power play uh we talked about the king's stars showing up especially against uh other teams who have elite uh elite, uh players on their roster uh, i think the kings uh have to have a bit more of a shot mentality i think sometimes with the king's skill that there are times they're looking for the pretty play sometimes. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing to look for that kind of a play, but I also think there are times when you force it. I think maybe that's also been an issue on the Kings' number one power play unit. Sometimes it's okay to just get the puck uh, at the point and fire it on net and crash the net. Uh, I think Boston has some very skilled players, but they seemed much better than the Kings in their head-to-head matchup at recognizing when that pretty passing play isn't there and when to just fire it on net. And the Kings, I think, sometimes overpass a little bit too much. I think sometimes they would do better to have a bit of a shot-first mentality. Um, So we'll see if the Kings maybe work on that going forward. I also think um, the Kings are still looking for three periods of hockey in a game. We had a great third period against Carolina, great second period against Winnipeg, and a third period as well against the Jets, a great first period against Minnesota, but still looking for three good, solid periods of hockey. For the LA Kings, they have not yet put a complete game effort together, in my opinion. So overall, looking through the first five games of the season for the Kings, I think it's been okay. 
Uh, could be better, could be worse. I, like I said, happy with the penalty kill. I'm happy with the goaltending, frankly, to this point. I think it's been good enough. Uh, the Kings have played a tough schedule. I still think they've got things to clean up. We talked about the power play, number one power play unit in particular. We need more from Adrian Kempe, need more from Kem Fiala. Um, but I think so far, so good for the LA Kings, considering the, the opponents they've played. Um, and I think some of the things we've seen that they need to shore up and work on are a lot of things we see early in the season, getting a power play unit working a little bit better. Uh, and then, you know, it just maybe a slow start for Adrian Kempe. He's got the one empty net goal. I think I said maybe he hadn't scored a goal yet. He does have one empty net goal, so correction there. But you know what I'm saying? We have not seen Adrian Kempe strike on the power play or, you know, uh, really in a game where it's more five-on-five five competition. So uh, hopefully we'll see more of that going forward for Adrian Kempe and the Kings. Let's look at the Pacific Division standings uh, right now. The Vegas Golden Knights are 6-0 and to start the season. They've got 12 points, which leads the NHL. It's the best start to a season by a defending Stanley Cup champion ever, and they are coming to town this Saturday to take on the Kings. So a big game to circle on the calendar coming up on Saturday. Vancouver Canucks, a bit of a surprise right now, second place in the Pacific a record of three and two. They've got six points. They beat the Panthers last week, but lost to the Flyers and Lightning. The Kings right now are holding down that number three spot. They would be in the playoffs if the season started today, which it certainly does not. Two, two, and one, as we mentioned, five points for the Kings. They beat the Jets and Wild and lost to the Bruins in the past week. Those would be the only three teams right now in the playoffs out of Pacific, as the Pacific is off to a little bit of a slow start, except, of course, for Vegas. Uh, Calgary right now, 2-3-1 and one on the season for five points. They beat the Sabres but lost to the Capitals, the Blue Jackets, and Red Wings last week. Edmonton still starting slow, 1-3-1, and one, the record for the Oilers. They've only got three points. They beat the Predators but lost to the Flyers and the Jets in overtime last week. Seattle still struggling at 0-4-1. They've got three points. They lost to the Avalanche and Rangers uh, but beat the Hurricanes. By the way, the Kraken losing to the Rangers uh, was a loss to Jonathan Quick, picked up his first win as a New York Ranger, allowing one goal on 19 shots in that game against Seattle. So nice to see Quickie get on the board and not playing for a division rival. Uh, the Ducks, as expected, not uh, doing very well. One and four on the season for just two points. They lost to the Stars, Coyotes, and Bruins. And San Jose, the only remaining winless team in the NHL, 0-4-1 for just one point on the season. Not a surprise there. Hey, before we check out, I do want to give you a rain report. Uh, checking out on the Kings AHL affiliate. They got their first two wins of the season to the Ontario Rain uh, since our last show. On Friday, they knocked off the San Diego goals 2-1. to one. Taylor Ward, Martin Kromiak, and TJ Tynan with the goals. Ward and Tynan's were on the power play, and Tynan gets the game winner. David Riddick in net gets the win. He allowed two goals on 33 shots, his first win as a member of the Reign. And then on Saturday, the Reign get their first win on the road by beating the Bakersfield Condors 3-2. Eric Portillo in net records his first win as a professional, uh, only had to turn aside 15 shots. Tyler Madden had a pair of goals, and Charles Udon scored the other one. So the Reign are now 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, as far as a few key Reign players of note, Brant Clark, playing on the team's top defensive pairing along with Jacob Movarar. Clark has one goal and one assist so far through four games. Alex Turcotte and Martin Kromiak are playing on the team's second line. Turcotte has a goal and two assists. Kromiak, a goal and an assist. And Francisco Pinelli uh, playing on the third line, one assist so far on the season, so a little bit of a slow start for him. Uh, Charles Udon leads the team in points with four. He and Tyler Madden are tied with the team lead in goals with two each. Coming up 
It's uh, the rain playing Wednesday at Coachella Valley, Friday in Henderson against the Silver Knights, and then Sunday they'll host the Abbotsford Canucks. So a quick rain report to keep you updated on what's going on with the Ontario rain. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, tomorrow we're going to have a preview of the Kings game against the Coyotes, the first of two back-to-back games against Arizona. Thursday, Kings radio and TV analyst Jim Fox scheduled to join us to give his thoughts on the LA Kings so far this season. And then coming up on Friday, of course, another uh, fan feedback show. We'll also recap that second Kings game and preview that big game against Vegas coming up on Saturday as well, as well as your questions and comments on a feedback Friday. Hope you will join us all week here on Locked on LA Kings. The email address to send an email is lockedoneddie at gmail.com. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously you can just post your comments uh, and your thoughts on whatever we've talked about in the comments section. Uh, If you want to stay interactive with the show on social media, we're on X or Twitter and Instagram, all locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.